accelerating entrepreneurial success. I mean, every time I say that, I just feel so good. I'm John Bowen, and I am here with my friends, fellow successful entrepreneurs, like-minded successful entrepreneurs that are sharing their remarkable ideas. I mean, they've, they're out there proving strategies, tactics, actions, and making things happen, not only so they build a great business, but they build a great life. And every business day, I have the opportunity to interview one and share with you their really secrets of success, what makes them remarkable. And, and today, I've got a really special guest, a good friend, Steve Sims. Uh, Steve is uh, an unbelievable guy. He does something that probably all of us have dreamed about at least once doing. And he has taken it to such a high level. We all talk about client service or customer service and delivering a great experience. And we know as we move up market and wealth, the demands are just so high. And what I want to share with you today, and I'm going to ask Steve to come, is just share you know, the opportunity to make a difference, make a big impact on your client experience by treating your clients right. And Steve is the top concierge to top personal concierge to the ultra affluent. So Steve, you know, thank you so much for taking the time today to join me. I mean, this is a big deal and I know how busy you are all around the world. I'm, I'm chuffed, I'm on it. Thank you very much for taking an interest in, in little old me, thank you. Well, you know, Steve, one of the things that I wanna bring up to everyone, I use Steve's service, a company's Bluefish, uh, and I not only do I feel so strongly about it, but I, I have the privilege of having a mastermind group of top financial advisors, and they use Steve as well, and, and, it's, a, and it's, a, it's a great partnership. But Steve, tell, tell me what is a personal concierge to the affluent. I mean, I, you know, I know, but all the entrepreneurs out there don't know. And then I want to bring in, you know, why do they care? Well, you can make more money. You can't make more time. So our clients use us quite simply to save that time. Um, there's a lot of demands they have, whether it be appropriate travel, whether it be events, incentives, experiences, gifts. Uh, and when I say appropriate, there's no point in suddenly going down to the Florida Keys in August in hurricane season. So we're the kind of people to go, well, look, I know you want to do this, but have you considered this, 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 and this? So our experience or any concierge's experience should be first and foremost to save you the time and take the effort out of finding you what you want. Well, and that, that really, you know, we successful entrepreneurs typically, you know, they have a little bit of capital. Uh, what they don't have is that much time. We all have the same amount of time, 168 hours a week, but there's a lot more demands. And, and Steve, you know, give me a little background. You know, how did you get involved in this concierge service? Because, I mean, you know, I got to tell you, this is, you know, we've, some of you are on audio. We have a video podcast and audio. Steve doesn't look like the typical of what you might envision. Personal concierge, he, you know, he, he's a tough looking, rugged guy and from the right side of LA, but it looks like it could go either way. But you know, Steve, <laughs> Steve, tell me, you know, how you got into all this stuff. Well, I was, uh, I was delusional. Um, my family aspired to be middle class. We were working class through and through construction firm in London and through an old friend of mine, well, through a friend of mine from school, he wasn't an old friend at the time, he got me into the banking world to just answer the phone and take orders in the 80s. 
I used the gift of the gab to get me into a brokerage firm in Hong Kong. I landed on the Saturday. I was fired on the Tuesday. So that wasn't really a healthy long career there. And I started working at clubs. What I thought I would do delusionally is have these parties for very affluent people that I would then walk over to the bank and go, look, please give me a job now because I know loads of rich people. And it kind of went the other way. I found I was better at doing the services and the fun side of life than I was at the banking. And one of our parties, we used to, well, all of our parties, we used to have these passwords. And one of the passwords was one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. So we would send you a note saying one fish, two fish, finish the rest. And they would walk up to wherever the party was and go red fish, blue fish, and we'd let them in. So that was how it started. And in getting to know that circle of people, the requests got a little bit more abstract. Hey, you're very good in, in Hong Kong, but do you know anyone in Monaco? You know, do you know anyone in Stade? Do you know anyone in London? I want to go to the Kentucky Derby. I want to go to Wimbledon. I want to go to Royal Ascot, Monaco Grand Prix. I want to go in space. And bit by bit, the requests got bigger and bigger and bigger. 18 years later, we are respected as one of the top concierge firms for doing the amazing. So that's that's from soup to nuts. No, and yeah, Steve, help me out with, was there a breakthrough along the way? Because I mean, there being someone aspiring to be middle class to now you know, organizing space trips. There's a little, you know, there's a bridge there. We're, we're, and what I, my experience in life, for most of us as entrepreneurs, there's not a straight line. There's some bumps in the road. Where did you have that inflection point that it all started coming together? I think, as I mentioned earlier, I was delusional. I really wanted to be a banker. Um, so when I was throwing parties, I was just getting groups of friends together. So that way I got to treat them as friends and not as revenue streams. Mm -hmm. And so... I was able to kind of like say to certain people, no, I don't want you getting in. And no, you're, you're, you're not coming to my party. And because I wasn't making any money out of it, I actually was, but because it wasn't my future, it didn't bother me. I could be that selfish and only hang out with people that quite simply, I liked. And we all know in business, in business, and that's the operative word there, you gotta pay the mortgage, you gotta keep the lights on. So sometimes there's a client you take on or an account you work that you really not enjoy, but you make a lot of money. Because I thought that was going to be in the banking world, Bluefish was actually fun. And quite simply, we realized in 2000, after six years of working Bluefish, that my income in the banking commissions was very small. My income in Bluefish through the demands and the people and the smiles I was getting, and that was the key thing for me. The interaction I was having with clients on the, on the Bluefish stuff was fun. I couldn't wait to phone them. I wanted more hours in my day so I could do something that was just awesome with these people. But the banking life just wasn't me. And that was my breakthrough. I suddenly realized that I had something that was growing and growing and growing. Without me knowing it, I'd never sold my soul to make it something it wasn't. So I never diluted it. Then the switch came. And that's where you get your first dip. I made it a business. And then all of a sudden you had to make it a business, you had to make a website, you had to do all of those things. And that's when you started getting the rocky ground. So I had some interesting periods to, to, to get me to the position I am now, but I wanted to try stay true to myself, stay true to my clients, stay true to the relationship and feeling and ethos of what Bluefish was. And 
dumped the bank inside, focused on that, and the rest is history. Well, and it's, I know it's been a great journey. You and I are in a uh, CEO mastermind group, and I met you. It came out of that group. Joe Polish, who's a good friend of both of ours, and, and some of the guys in the group had already used your service. I didn't know you at that time, and they were putting together some pretty spectacular events you know, that they participated in. And then also, you know, people were using you for their clients to build you know, that kind of that bond, that relationship. Maybe touch on some of the specific things that you help people really create those moments for themselves as well as for others? Well, for yourself, you, you've already said it loud and clear and it can, it can be repeated so much you can get a t-shirt made. You don't have any more time in the day. Simple fact, you can't develop anymore. So when we're working with entrepreneurs, they're busy there, we handle all the rest of the stuff, the access, the, the travel, the trips, to make that seamless. But when you've got a client and you want to look after them, it doesn't have to be expensive. It could be anything from, you know, you book a hotel reservation, they turn up, there's a bottle of that favorite, not generic, that favorite wine, champagne, liqueur, anything, cake. We've actually done a cake. Apparently the wife was mad on red velvet cupcakes from this uh, cupcake place called Sprinkles. When she turned up at a hotel, there were six Sprinkles cakes there saying, welcome. So just those tiny attention to details that we have done for our clients, for their clients, I've had them coming back saying, hey, thanks for the thought. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want that thought. We want them to realize that we're different. And most importantly, we want them to realize we care. And if we can get them thinking and believing, believing we care, then they go from a transaction to an emotion. And we want an emotional connection at all times with clients. Well, I hear that your dog really likes red velvet cupcakes as well. <laughs> yeah, generally done it. No, no, no. We're, you know, one of the things that we want to show real entrepreneurial life. And I grabbed Steve, not at the office, but at his home. And I said, Steve, I, you know, let's do this. And so we get the full treatment. But, you know, I want to come back to the red velvet cupcakes because, you know, so often we think doing something, you know, it has to be spectacular. And, and, you know, business is all about relationships. So you know, we get caught up in the technology that you and I are doing today. But the, the reality is it's not just technology. It's not people hitting buttons and, you know, ordering stuff. That's not the value of the lifelong relationship. It's these little things in life. And, and, and they're very emotional. And I, my guess, Steve, is, you know, that woman will never forget those cupcakes. No, that's right. You know, we're, we're, we're taught that, you know, business is business. And, you know, everyone sits there with our stuffy suit on and our tie too tight and says it all the time. For me, that's BS. Business is personal. And if you can get that connection, you've got some loyalty being built. As long as you're just doing your job, then you have what's next to a, a, a servant kind of basis. You don't want to just do a job. You want to bring value to that person's life, whether it be your client, your friend, your wife, your relationship, your kids. So that's what has to happen. So yes, make it personal. Get out of the business is business crap. Make it personal. Get to know the person you're dealing with and deliver something. And it doesn't have to be expensive to be wow. If you're a fan of golf and you go past a magazine store and there's a, a golf magazine, 
buy the damn thing, sign the front of it, send it to your client and just say, saw this, looked really cool. Thought you may want a quick read. Even if he's got it at home, which he probably already has, or maybe he couldn't even be bothered, get in that signed magazine in the post that you took the time and that you were thinking shows that you're thinking of him. And that makes it personal. Yeah, and it's and it's so powerful. I mean, I, I do that you know, fairly frequently. I'll, I'll cut a video because we've got a studio here. I'll cut a video, just make a personal video and you know, send something along with that. And it's just... And, it, and it, people want to know, you know, in today's alienated world, that somebody cares. I mean, that it, it just, you know, they, they have that relationship with someone that's important. And, and, it's, and it's very powerful to do. It's kind of gone against us. We have so many platforms now that we can communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, email, texting, any of these platforms that has actually diluted the, the communication we do have. And quite often we react so quickly, especially on a Twitter or an email, that it doesn't converse the emotion that we're thinking when we're thinking of that client. And even just down to picking up a phone call and saying, hey, we haven't chatted for a while. And you'll be amazed at how many people you email and you tweet and you text, and then you suddenly look at it and you realize you haven't physically spoken to that person for six months. And so it's actually working against us. Bring back communication, that's what I say. Well, and I'm going to go, is it okay? Can we do Dan's story? You know, one, one of the first big events, you know, so, I mean, Steve does the cupcakes, but uh, he does even more. And we have a, a mutual friend who's in our mastermind group who really, I think, always dreamed of being a rock star. I don't know, Steve, but maybe you, you know the story better than I. I. I know sitting next to him how excited he was after the fact. I didn't know about the before the fact. Maybe set the stage because, you know, there's, you know we talk about creating once-in-a-lifetime events. I mean, we've got another mutual friend, Peter Diamandis, who's in our mastermind group, and you're creating all these you know, space type things with Peter, the author of uh, Abundance and uh, one of the co-founders of Singularity and the X Prize and all. I mean, it's some really amazing guys, but we all like great experiences and maybe share Dan's story. Well, Dan was, the story goes that he was on Necker Island with Richard Branson and Joe Polish and someone wanted to do a charitably event with uh, um, um, uh, Jimmy Buffett. And the story goes that Dan has always been a fan of Journey. So he said, look, Richard, if you can do anything for, for Journey, I'm in. It didn't get anywhere with Richard. And so he was directed over to Little Old Me. And I spoke with Dan and quite simply, he said, I want to sing with Journey. That was it. That was the entire, uh, entire parameter of his request. I didn't know if the guy was real. You've seen the video. There is a, a yeah. video out of it. Uh, I didn't know how committed he was. I asked him for a small check to show his commitment, and I said I'd follow up with him. Uh, he openly in the video says he thinks I was full of crap. Um, and he said, <laughs> Well, he, he does share that, you know, I mean, it's not like Richard Branson isn't a little connected and so on. And, you know, it never quite happened uh, for whatever reason with Richard. So, you know, Steve, I, I got to tell you, as much as I love you, you know, initially, I thought Richard was more connected. I'm not sure anymore. Well, be behind a connected man, there's someone more connected. Yes. So, um, but I'm just the perfect for any of you that are not listening to this on video and are listening to it on audio. You're very lucky because you're not <laughs> seeing my ugly mug. But um, I have the face for radio. But 
So we spoke to Journey, put it together, and as one of the examples that I'll go on later on, I never like to give clients what they pay for. And that may sound the complete opposite of business, but if someone gets what they paid for, they got what they paid for. There's no, there's no growth, there's no emotion, there's no extra. There, you can't ask for a return on investment when someone gets exactly what they paid for. So we spoke to Dan, took it a little bit further than what he dreamed. He had a meet and greet with the band about six months prior. Then he actually went on stage in San Diego, sang four tunes with the full band, smoke machines, lasers, the full, the full concert effect. He wanted three signed guitars, we got him five, and then we got him a meet and greet afterwards with the whole band where they came out and said hi, especially to a group of 25 of Dan's closest friends, including John Matliff, John Benson, Joe Polish, Eunice Miller, um, Abigail Moneyhan, and a whole bunch of other very, very successful entrepreneurs. So we really did do this big splash out. That guy would have settled for singing in a sound studio with Journey, because again, his parameter was just sing with Journey. So you can't get better than actually sing on live on stage as the what is now the shortest term lead singer of Journey in Journey's history. <laughs> yeah. No, and I can vouch for, Dan is gonna tell this story into the day he's no longer with us. Uh, oh, and yeah. it's a great story and he loves it. Steve, tell me, you know, you're a top entrepreneur, you hang out with other entrepreneurs. What are you passionate about now? I've got a passion project called Blue Cause. I'm very upset with the online uh, auction world uh, when it's surrounding charities. There's a lot of companies out there that promote, you know, meet with Mark Wahlberg, you know, play guitar with Sting. They do all these wonderful experiences and it benefits a charity. What really upsets me is the fact that anywhere between 10 to 50% of the money that's raised on those auction sites actually goes into that pocket. Now, I don't mind possibly it being the smaller margins, but there's too many companies charging the bigger margins. So we're actually launching a project now on a platform called Blue Cause, where every single cent that you bid for that uh, opportunity to do something spectacular, whether it be lunch with Donald Trump or, or a drum lesson with Matt Sorn from Guns N' Roses, will physically go to that chosen charity. So we want to make a difference. So Blue Cause is the philanthropic arm of the Bluefish group of companies, and we're making not a dime from it, and we're very happy for that. No, it's, I mean, you are making a difference, and it's, it's really important, I, I think, that, you know, so often people don't understand how all these things work, and, you know, what I love is, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure, that, Steve, we haven't talked about this, but, you know, by doing good for the world, you also do well. I mean, the connections that come out of this just make your your ability oh, to serve. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, I, and the reason why I want to point that out is that, I mean, you can, every one of the entrepreneurs uh, watching and listening to us today, I mean, you know, th this is amazing. You know, the technology, the connections, being part of uh, a mastermind group like Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success or others, you know, the network you can do to make a, a big difference is huge. I mean, how valuable is your network? My, my network is my lifeblood. Right. Now, without my network, I'm, I'm, I'm in a tent without the lights on. So it's everything to me. Well, and Steve, maybe talk about this, because this is so important. I mean, you know, it's to say I would respond the same way. 
And uh, tell me, you know, how, how do you build this network? I mean, I know in the early days you threw a lot of parties. You never invited me and I didn't know the bluefish passcode. I probably couldn't have got in. But I mean, <laughs> you know, how do you keep on building this network? It's great. You know, once you've actually got up there, and it's the, it's the typical kind of um, pushing a dead elephant up a hill. Once you've started to do a couple of things, you gain that credibility. So then when you do another couple of things, you've already said, all of a sudden got a tool chest of, of credible accomplishments. So that when you go forward and you ask for something that's out of your wheelhouse, you can go, hey, I want to do this, but I've done this seven times and very well with it. Perfect example is Journey. I did that event with Journey. I had not dealt with Journey before. I had dealt with Sting before. I got someone's camp within, uh, someone within Sting's camp to contact someone within Journey's camp that made the introduction. So it came from a credible source. So when I phoned up Journey, they already knew about me because I've been validated by somebody else. And then uh, last year, last November, I had a, uh, an Australian client of mine said, hey, I've got loads of guitars, I collect guitars, but I'm only going to play them when I get a guitar lesson by Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. You might so, as well start at the top. I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, let's go for the top. Don't mess around. I'm yes. not using that politely. Exactly. So have standards, damn it. So that's what he said. So we went, all right, fine. We met up with someone at Journey. We were just chatting. And I said to him off the cuff, I said, do you know Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top? Yeah, I do. Why? Send him a text now. Let him know I'm going to be calling him because I've got a client who wants to uh, play guitar with him. And he went, all right, pulled out his phone, went blah, 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 blah. Sims is gonna call you. There was a lot of expletives on there about how ugly I was and how I you know, couldn't talk American. And it was very rude, which is probably the perfect introduction to, to Billy Gibbons. And um, I reached out to Billy and Billy's like, yeah, all right, yeah. He did it. That's a terrible Billy Gibbons accent and I apologize, Billy. But he did it. You know, my, my client went over there, strummed out for the afternoon, went to a concert, hung out after the concert. And the following day, I had the client going to the New York Fashion Week, going to a few shows. Billy asked him if he could hook him up so that him and his girlfriend could hang out with him for another day. So I had to then get involved and get Billy into the shows for the day. So it was really cool. So it's building up that credibility. People don't work with me because I'm stunningly good looking or I've got a, a, a beautiful American accent. They deal with me because they know I'm the man that can, because I constantly can, I constantly do, and my credibility is the only thing I have going for me. It's, it's everything, it's all. Well, I'm gonna go a little farther too, Steve. I think that's totally true, and there's one more thing, is reciprocity. You are a guy that's out there giving, you make sure that you're delivering value. I mean, like you said, that you, know, you always make sure that someone gets more than they paid for, and oftentimes you'll get them started even before they were paid for you know, on some of these relationships. So, I mean, that, that's real value. Let, let me go though, I wanna to jump to, we have a, a little segment here called App of the Day, the application of the day. Tell me an application as an entrepreneur you're using that you're excited about. It sounds precocious, because most of my apps are like stupid games or like motorcycle results or, things like that, but there's one that I have on my phone which I do actually read a lot, and it's the Harvard Business Review Tips. And they're very short, very precise, it's a great application, and it just comes out with some very simple bullet points, and I probably look at it about every two or three days, and we'll backtrack to see what I missed. Really sharp stuff comes out of there, and there'll be one line in there that will just change your day, 
And there's stuff that I just implement and implement and implement. Funny enough, I was looking at it before we came on the Skype. Yeah, no, it's, it, and I was thinking of what app you would bring up, but I was thinking more motorcycle than Harvard Business Review. Yeah, you know, but, I know it's, just, it's just really good. It's simple. It doesn't over-explain. It mm-hmm. doesn't make you feel belittled. It's very easy for entrepreneurs to, to understand emulate and action on well and and what it, i mean what i like is you know and i would agree with you and it's just you know being an entrepreneur money loves speed loves ideas that you go out and execute and, and those are very actionable one from other fellow entrepreneurs that are collected through the academic community so really good how about one more we have a, the entrepreneurial insight of the day so here what i'm looking for steve is that you know, you've been on this journey, uh, not only the band, but the whole journey of life, being an entrepreneur. And, and you know, one lesson for your fellow successful entrepreneurs that you learned that you, you would like to share with them. All right. It sounds corny, but give 110% of what they've asked for. So if they want six cupcakes, give them seven. That example I gave you of journey where um, Dan wanted three guitars and I managed to get him to sign five. He was so over the moon about that. He paid for the guitars. I just managed to get them to scribble two more. But he was so over the moon by always getting a little bit more than he expected. When you book a hotel room and there's a glass of, a glass of wine or a bottle of wine sitting in there, just saying, welcome, enjoy your holiday, all the best, Bluefish. Just that tiny little bit. You'll be amazed at the amount of emails I've got from people when there's been... A, a bottle of wine, a bottle of champagne, a bottle of whiskey. Jack Daniels just in the room saying, welcome, glad you traveled well for the last 10 hours. Take a sip, enjoy your holiday. Everyone emails that. They love that little attention to detail. No, this is great, Steve. Let me let me share back with you, and I'd love to get your comments on you know, what I'm taking from our conversation today. I, I got three real big takeaways. Uh, uh, number one is... Small things matter. And I'm gonna, every time I say that from now on, I'm going to think of these red velvet cupcakes. Two, never give the client what they pay for. And I, I think that's huge. And three, you know, really follow your example of Blue Cause. You, know, you can do very good by doing good. You can do extremely well by doing really well by others. And you're really providing a lot of leadership there. Those oh. good takeaways? I think think they're accurate Um, and going in reverse, doing good does everyone good. It cannot give you a bad reputation. It cannot make people think less of you. It's impossible. You do good and the return on investment by doing good is a thousandfold. Don't discount it. Start doing stuff for a charity. Start doing stuff for a foundation. Find something you believe in. And even if you're just giving some time on a Friday afternoon, finish at three, go down and work somewhere for three hours, just give those three hours. You'll be stunned at what comes back to you from there. Regarding the don't give clients what they paid for, don't. They won't remember it. Give them a little bit more every single time. Again, it can be an extra cupcake. It could be a magazine. It could be a bottle of wine. It could be a glass of wine. It can be just a sentiment. It can be a note, a handwritten note. You give them that little extra special uh, piece of detail they were not expecting, again, it will come back to you a thousandfold. 
And then the first one, what was the first one you picked on? S small things matter. The red uh, velvet. Your, your boy said it the best, didn't he? You never get bit by an elephant. It's the small things that bite. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's a star there. It's, it's the detail. The devil is in the detail. And also your ROI is in the detail. Focus on the detail. Don't focus on the big thing. That'll look after itself. Focus on the detail. Make sure each one of those is perfect and you will just excel. Nah, all good, Steve. Let me, if people want to contact you, how can they do that? They, I'm at thebluefish.com. Let me, I'm going to put, me. I'm going to put it up on the, they can just go to, you can see when you Google Bluefish Steve Sims, it comes up immediately, the ultimate personal concierge, and they've got a, uh, you can hit the find more about us, and there is all kinds of stuff, all kinds of uh accolades and uh you know you're out there definitely making a difference and they can if they're interested in membership i know there's a there's no longer the secret word but there's a button there that they can apply for membership because it is yep. an extremely exclusive yes it is it is we're very discerning about who we take on we don't take on everyone um we get a lot of i think something like christmas we turned away about 68 applicants um so you know we're very discerning on who we accept and who we don't yeah, and this is you know, part of being in the right community. It's important for you with your clients. You know, this is for all entrepreneurs to choose wisely. So, Absolutely. well, and and so let me just say, you know, the resources go to Bluefish on the web. You can also go to Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. We'll have, if you're listening on the audio one, you'll definitely want to go to the site. You can just simply, so many people have a hard time typing, Steve, entrepreneurial. We go aesnation.com and you can go right there. And what happens is uh, you can go see Steve and I talking, see what we both look like. Uh, maybe you'll decide to continue that subscription, the audio versus video. Uh, also, we'll have the uh, resources that Steve talked about. You can just click the links there, and there'll be a transcript of all this. And above all, I mean, what Steve and I both want is for you to do a great job by your clients. And, you know, take those takeaways, these pearls of wisdom that Steve gave us. Go out and make a difference. Steve, thanks again. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Exceptional. Remarkable. Breakthrough. AESNation.com.